0: The Dad University Podcast helps fathers learn what they're not taught in school. We offer dads advice on parenting, relationships, and family life. We may not have all the answers, but we're certainly going to have fun trying. And we are back. We are back. I'm Jason Kreidman. I'm Alan Bush. And this is the Dad University Podcast, episode 204 Forty, Forte. 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 Gosh, does that sound like I'm in a good mood or what? <laughs> right on. Two, four, zero. I'm tricking myself. <laughs> um, no, this this one, I, I actually am really excited about this. Um, this is about the five love languages of children. Mm. And the reason I'm excited about this is because this is so powerful. Some of the stuff we do, you know, is certainly powerful. mm but this concept of love languages to me, it really is just it it it, it can affect you so positively mm-hmm. for your relationship, you know the relationship you have with your significant other as well as your children but we're going to specifically talk about the love languages for children, but they are the same love languages they just are adopted for children right um and and so. What they are, for those listening that don't, aren't familiar, is that love languages are the way that we give love and the way we receive love and how we prefer that. And so this concept of love languages was, a, was originated by uh, Dr. Gary Chapman. Okay, mm. So he was the author of the, the 1992 book, The Five Love Languages sold over like 12 million copies or more. I mean, it's just, it's, it's been incredible over the years. Yeah. And in 1997, he got together with this guy, Dr. Ross Campbell, and they authored the book, the five love languages of children. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, Chapman was like more about relationships and the love and that stuff. And then this other guy, Campbell was more, I think under, you know, was about kids. Mm-hmm. So they got together and wrote this book. And mm-hmm. so um, the result of it, just awesome material if you don't speak your child's love language, your child may not be really feeling loved. Hmm. And that's the con, that's the idea. It's like, they're not getting the most of what you're giving them. And so figuring that out is really important. And so I want to go over the five love love languages of children. And so you might be able, for those of you listening, you might be able to identify your child's primary love language so that you can be more effective in building your relationship with them. Mm -hmm. And you know, the book, the book, the children's one has you know five star ratings on Amazon, eleven hundred reviews, which is a lot on yeah, Amazon. Right. Um, it's proven to be just popular over the years, you know, just. And so it helps us discover, you know, how to best show our children that we love them and for them to receive that love in the best way mm. for them because everyone's different. And so here's what to keep in mind too, is that most children, you know, and even some people, but most children are receptive to all of them. So all five of them in some way, kids are like, yeah, that's great. You know, that's cool. Sure. But like adults, they usually have a primary love language, maybe one or two, but usually one primary that is really the most powerful for them. Right. And you can identify that. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it depends on how old your child is, maybe as they develop a little bit more because they're, you know, as they become, you know, they're not babies anymore and, you know, they're a toddler, then they grow into a child. They their personality may shift or kind of change a little bit. And so, you know, things can happen. So the first one, words of affirmation. And so a child's primary love language, if their primary love language is words of affirmation. They really feel loved when you know, you're simply talking to them and sure. but they're using encouraging words and phrases to them. Mm-hmm. So they might enjoy and really love getting compliments. So you did that so well, mm-hmm. you know, saying something like that or, hey, thank you for helping me. You know, mm-hmm. thank you for helping me clean. And so when you're saying words or you write the words or, you know, some sort of verbal expression, but it's the words themselves. That really are meaningful. So even just saying, I love you, mm-hmm. that that resonates a lot with a ch- child, you know, who uh, their love language is words of affirmation. Sure. So if you, maybe you write a note, you know, like if you put a note in their lunchbox as mm-hmm. they went to school, that kind of thing, they would just love that. Yeah. That would really make them feel well. Where another kid was like, read it and throw it away, you know, like, <laughs> right, I mean, it yeah. just, it wouldn't work for them sure. as much. Um, and so it is the words that make them feel really loved. Uh, Second love language is gifts. So, you know, hey, let's be real. Most children love gifts. But for these kinds of children, the the gifts are tokens. They're like tangible tokens of love. Mm -hmm. And so these gifts would become a symbol of that love. So versus just like, yeah, I just like getting gifts. Mm -hmm. The child really feels love as it relates to this gift. And so I'll give you an example. Maybe it's like, you know, a book that you bought and they just like when, you know, that you can read together and they just they associate that book with like you reading with them, you know, and or how you love them. Or maybe you put a photo, you know, you gave them a special photo and it's like framed and then they put it in their room. And so they're sent. maybe they're a little more sentimental in that sense Mm -hmm. that those objects and those gifts actually have meaning to them versus just like, hey, thanks for my gift. You know, the holiday or whatever that you got, you know, they got them a gift. So it's it it's much more. It it feels like an extension of your love when these gifts are given to them. And so that's the children that their primary language is gifts. Uh, The third one is acts of service. And so your child's going to feel love when I'll give an example. uh, Maybe you fix their favorite toy. Mm -hmm. You know, their toy was broken. You fixed it like that to them feels really good. Like my, my dad just fixed my toy Mm -hmm. and they go, Oh, he's my hero. You know, that kind of thing. Um, or, um, maybe you cook their favorite meal for them you know, that's an act of service. It's like, oh, my dad makes my pancakes. I just, that makes me feel so loved. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just these acts of service for them um, are, are really special. And so, and when they're young, these acts of service are like doing things for them that they just can't really do for themselves. So they appreciate that. Yeah. You know, and then as they get a little bit older, it would be things that they just really appreciate and love that you do for them. So, you know, maybe you're just, I mean, it can be as simple as you sit down and do homework with them. Sure. And for them, that t- that's really special, mm. you know, because you are helping them with that homework. And so they feel that love as a result of that. Um, the, you know, the thing to do here is every child is different. And so you figure out, maybe you have to ask them if they are, you know, if service is important to them. Ask them, you know, what is it that I can do that makes you feel really good? Mm. You know, what is it that, you know, and they they may say, you know, I love when you make my meal for me or, you know, Hey, you know, when you fix something or you help me with this or, you know, whatever. So those are going to be really important. Uh, Fourth love language is quality time and quality time is doing something together and your child receives that focused attention. So, I mean, if you have multiple children, you're probably going to want to spend the one on time, one on one time with them. Sure. I mean, they still might get something from doing something as a group or, or because it's still, you know, it's still the time part. Yeah. But quality time is like really focused where they get the attention. They're one on one. You know, that that's what's important to them. Sure. You know, this, it, it could be coloring, reading with them, playing a game, just sitting down with them the time that you're spending with them makes them feel loved. And it really doesn't have to do with the activity often. Right. They can, it could be, but it doesn't have to be. It's just really that time spent together is what, Makes them feel loved. Yeah. So as you can see with all of these, it's like, oh, I enjoy that. Oh, yeah, I like that. But there's always one or two that resonates. There's definitely a
1: favorite. Really well. Yeah, exactly. Or like, yeah, you think you put it eloquently there is that they resonate better, even though all of yeah. them are appreciated on some level. Maybe you respond better to certain stimulus, you know. And we talked yeah. about this previously in other episodes where. With love languages and relationships and love languages between, you know, significant others. And
0: you may give love differently than you receive love. Yeah. So you might love when somebody, you know, or quality time. Yeah. But for you, you giving the quality time is not that big of a deal. It's like you love giving people gifts. Right. You know, so how you give love and receive love can be different. It's not always the same. Sure, sure. Um, And then the fifth one is physical touch. So this is a child that's you know always snuggling up to you, always wants to sit on your lap. Um, if they're doing these kinds of things, that's a child whose love language is physical touch. Mm-hmm. And they get fulfilled by you hugging and kissing them and, you know, back rubs running your fingers through their hair when they're, you know, all those things, just the physical touch itself is so important that that's how they feel close and loved. Yeah. Um, Almost every child likes it to some extent. But again, not every child is like demanding to sit in your lap all the time. Sure. Yeah. I happen to know one. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, it's just that physical touch is really, really important. Yeah. And, um, you know, here's the thing with any of these love languages, there can be some pitfalls. You know, it's not always, it's not always perfect. You know, think of the child that you have that you always have to buy presents for in order for them to feel loved. Right, you know, right. You can get to that point. Yeah. Or, you know, there's a child that just always requires your time, mm-hmm. like your your attention, your undivided attention. Mm-hmm. And in order for their love cup to get fulfilled, like they've got to have your attention all the time.
1: Yeah. And then it may fi- find in reverse if you're not giving enough of that attention to
0: their filling of their cup. They feel, they don't feel bit. very loved. Right. Right. Yeah. So, so that's the, that's some of the pitfalls that you've yeah. got to be careful of and be aware of. Right. Um, You know, like as with anything, it's like you want to be mindful of that and you know, there's some kind of balance So you can't, you know, as if acts of service, like you can't be always doing something for your child if, you know, maybe their love language is acts of service, but you can't always do everything for them. Yeah. So, you know, in a case like that, it could be that your act of service is teaching them to do things for themselves. Right. You know, or even quality time is you're teaching them to do activities where they're able to like enjoy it on their own. You know, like you can think of it in that way where mm-hmm. you can change it up a little bit so sure. that the, what you're doing is actually setting them up for the future in a positive way. Right. Where it doesn't require you because all of these love languages are external. Mm -hmm. You know, it's all external stimulation. It's like, whether it's words, physical, you know, all the time, all this stuff. It's not them, you know, and we want them to feel this from within. Yeah. Like that they, you know, they enjoy being alone or they can spend the time by themselves or they don't require gifts to be loved, you know, those kinds of things. But at the same time, like we all have these love languages. Yeah, yeah. Um, And so, you know, I think all of these allow us to be able to create a really strong bond and that's what we're ultimately after. And so if you can understand your child's primary love language, you're just, you're just going to be much more effective and efficient at what you're doing, Mm -hmm. you know? And I, and I know that it's like, if your child's love language is gifts, then you doing a bunch of stuff for them is just not going to be as effective, right? You know, or if your child's, you know, um, love language is quality time and you go out and buy them a bunch of stuff, Not as effective. Yeah, yeah. They're just not going to feel, that's not what they, that's not how they feel loved. So Mm -hmm. you do want to know, and there's actually a test um, on their website. I don't know if it's fivelovelanguages.com, I think, but you can do a Google search for it. Um, They have a test where you can test your children, you can test yourself as well, um, and you can see what your love language is if you're not sure. Hmm. You know, kind of how you would respond to scenarios and things like that. Um, So yeah, it's it's a very interesting concept. I'm, you know, I, I it's such a, a powerful thing mm-hmm. to know. And then, of course, your children is powerful, but also for your significant other. I mean, to know so other people's love language is really valuable. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, master of efficiency.
1: <laughs> right.
0: Um, so if anyone has any questions, comments or thoughts, Alan, what should they do?
1: We would love to hear from you on podcast at daduniversity.com. Uh, please send us some emails, any suggestions or tips or tricks or whatever you want to send. That'd be great to hear from you. Uh, go to our social media channels. Daduniv is on most of them, but try to go to either Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and I'm sure we're on some other ones, but those are the main ones, I'm pretty sure. All of them. Um, Yeah, all of them. Hit us up on all of them. And um, YouTube is actually another thing that uh, that Jason's really big on the videos and not just the podcast, so if you're a first-time listener, check out the YouTube channel and check uh, Dad University on YouTube. Subscribe to that network. Leave some comments there. And um, if nothing else, and you're listening to us on a podcatcher, please do the same there. Subscribe, leave the five stars, thumbs up, um, share with your friends all of these things if you can and um, leave some comments and it really helps perpetuate the show
0: awesome well Alan as always thank you thank you and we will see you next time see you next time